This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hi folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This Rules take a cue from the old-school games of yore and combine them with a stripped-down but easy-to-understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the Survive This System is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Gray day today, but it's, you know, it's the first of the year around about, so it's going to be that way for a while. Have a game coming Monday. Might have a game tonight. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm usually contacted by somebody during the day for my for my one game. So we'll see what happens. Oh, before we start, I would like to say welcome to Mr. Roger Harden, another supporter of this fine show. I guess it's a fine show. But thank you very much, Roger. You will be added to the rolls of thanks. Well, I don't know. I think this year is going to start off contentiously because I was going to rant and rave about stuff. But I don't th- I'm not quite ready to rant and rave about anything, gaming or otherwise. Uh, suffice it to say that I could use some more gaming, and I'm talking about face-to-face gaming, of course. You know, that rarity that happens now. Well, we'll see how the the year works out. I'm sticking around because I want to see what happens next. Anyway... I just wanted to talk about my philosophy of gamesmanship, of gaming, of GMing, and all that kind of stuff. For I find that watching YouTube videos and reading blog posts that people out there are a lot more eloquent than I am, and they can put into words what I try to convey to you, in my words, better. And this isn't any one video or blog post or anything. It's just uh, just the things I've been reading. My philosophy in gaming is always to have fun, of course. It's entertainment, so it has to be fun. But how to run it. And, you know, you, you know I put great stock into things like the Lazy Dungeon Master and benchmarks and things like that. And backstories, especially backstories. Backstories do not have to be all that complicated. Yes, I know there's murder mystery games that you want to run sometimes. they got to get a little involved, but they really don't have to be. It's just that you got to understand the twists and turns of those kind of stories, or any kind of story for that matter. 
because somebody told me somebody I saw I saw a video on here where they said you've got to get a top-down view of the story like you're looking at a map when the characters are there in a dungeon stuff you got to get a top-down view so you can rearrange the pieces now I'm not saying it's in a bad way I'm not saying that you're supposed to that doesn't give game masters license to do stuff like pull the rug out from under players who were on the right track or figured something out. I think that's wrong. But it's more like rearrange the pieces to benefit the game and the players. And, you know, the three clue rule is valid. Give them three clues for whatever you, that you want them to find. You know, just in case they, they didn't pick up on clue one and clue two. You've got clue three, and that is a very, very good idea. But start thinking about that and looking at things from the top down where you can see the whole picture. You can see the whole story of what happened. I guess you'd call it a God view. I really hesitate to call myself a God. You know, they say, I'm the God of the world. No, I'm not the God of the world. I'm the narrator. The world does what it wants to. I mean, yes, I influence it, but... You know, that you've got to carry things. See, here's, here's the thing about, about game mastering. When at all possible, carrying something to its logical conclusion. I know that's funny, me talking about logic, but you should really, really think about the whole how does this fit together thing. And if you've got a top-down view, you can rearrange those pieces however you want. You know, NPCs and stories, backstory. When you come up with a backstory and you look at the backstory and go, okay, this happened in the past, this happened in the past. How does that affect what's happening at the game when it starts? How does the past affect the present? Because past will affect the present, unfortunately. Uh, uh, yeah, I speak from reality here. So <laughs> you've got to understand, you've got to be able to understand what happened in the past to affect, that affects the presence, the present. As far as the NPCs go, now the PCs, they have their own backstories and stuff, usually. And that means that they're going to affect the present, but they're not going to affect the past unless it makes it part of their backstory. They, it could, you could very well have somebody who knows one of the NPCs from earlier and earlier in their, you know, in their in their history, and so that's that's conceivable. If the backstory works, if if their backstory works into what you're telling, that's even better. You know, that's why they have things like contacts, and because I was watching the blacklist and. You know, Reddington knows people. He knows a lot of people. He's has history with a lot of people. And there's no reason why you shouldn't use that to your advantage as a game master. Or as a player, for that matter. If you've got a backstory saying, I know this guy, then, you know, you just do that. In the Eberron game, I've fought, my characters fought in the Great War. Then he ended up being a part of the the guard in this one town in Sharn but now he's a now he's an adventurer a private eye adventurer and so at the beginning the game master gave me a contact his name is Drolum 
and he's a dwarf, and he's the captain of the guard in Sharn. We served together in the war. We worked together in Sharn before. He knows me. So I have a contact in Sharn, and he's part of my backstory. So if he's involved in the backstory of the adventure, then, hey, even better. So this is what I'm talking about, a top-down view of everything. Just, you know the whole story. You have to know the whole story. If you're playing, I mean, if you're running by the seat of your pants, it's kind of like you're making the story as you go along. But at the same time, you've got to, you've got to think about it. If you have to take a break for about 10 minutes in the game to come up with some stuff, do it. You can add to the backstory if you have to. You can add to it then and there and just make a few bullet point notes and saying this happened in the past. Look at your backstory and say, okay, how can I work this? How can I work this new development in or whatever? Maybe the players did something you totally didn't expect. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. Sure it is. So you got to sit there and go, okay, how does this new development, will it affect, will the past affect the, the present? Will what they just did affect things? Well, of course it's going to affect things, but I'm saying, does it have any relevance to the backstory? Is there anything that you can pull out of the backstory that would be a, that the present you can put in the present. You see what I'm you see where I'm going with this? Uh, the PCs up and kill the big bad guy. Well, look at the backstory and find out. Well, this other bigger bad guy is controlling the bad guy. Okay, how does that work out? They just killed the big bad. Well, the second in command is going to take over and say he has a, a, a second in command. The second in command will take over and run the place just like he wasn't there because this bigger guy is the one pulling the strings. Now the players may or may not find that out at that time. They may find out down the road, but all they can see is, Oh, great. We got another bad guy. We got to take care of, you know, so that's how the story rolls. And you, you can do that because you know, you've got a top down view of the whole adventure. That's the whole point. Anyway, that's what I that's what I advise. And I gotta go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com. And we are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program. And I would thank you. Like I'm gonna thank these people. Donna, Jonathan Dorje Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soros, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Jason. John Allen Large, Michael Tompkins, and our newest supporter, Roger Harden. Thank you, guys. I appreciate what you're doing for me, always. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G Grognard Podcast. And we also have Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, those crazy guys over at Biggest Geekus, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks again... Keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.